And welcome to another episode of the Smoke and Tobacco Show. I am Matt Tobacco from SmokeandTobacco.com, and I am joined by the beautiful Smoke and Nicole. And John Carney is not with us tonight, but we do have a very good friend, and that is our friend Andy Yaffe of McAuliffe Cigars. Andy, you were one of the first guests on this show. I want to say episode two, maybe three, um, like literally like the first handful of episodes you were right there i think you was you and jared from your midwest region but anyway yeah. you're making your return tonight so andy welcome to the show thanks for having me guys and just so it was jared mm. and i don't remember exactly what show it was but remember i was also on that roundabout thing we did before i think you actually officially started having smoke and tobacco episodes remember when we all just yes way back in the beginning of the coronavirus Yes, uh, I nonsense. very well. I remember that night very well. Uh, uh, there was uh, Ed was on. Ed Bowles was on there with us yeah. too, and, and he had a lot. He had a lot of wine to drink that night. Uh, as <laughs> as did Carney, but it took him a lot longer um, to to kind of go down that rabbit hole. I don't know if you remember that. Oh yeah, he was on the box wine kit for a while. <laughs> well, I think that was just because he couldn't get out and actually shop for real wine. He's just like, well, if I'm going to be sitting at home and I'm going to consume a lot of wine, I might as well do it in an efficient manner. Uh, I don't know. I don't. Is he still on that kick? You were you were with him last week. Was he drinking box wine? He wasn't drinking box wine. He drank a lot of bottled wine though. Um, oh okay. Which you know, and we will have to get to because last week was a. Uh, it was a crazy week. I mean, we, for those who don't know, Nicole and I um, went down to the great sunshine state of Florida. Uh, we started in Miami. We traveled up to Boynton and Del Rey. We saw our friends at Nova. We saw um, Honest Abe smoke in, our friends at KMA and smoke in. Um, after uh, just a handful of stuff we did in Miami, we hit almost every lounge in Miami. We did some tobacco tasting with Terrence Riley. We, we, we hung out with Nick Perdomo. Really? Uh, yeah. And then uh, from there, we went to Orlando, and we were at Corona Cigar. And we did Cinco de Mayo there after our show last week. And then from there, we did... Um, we did... Sorry, I lost my train of thought. We did... Oh, sorry. We went to Tampa. We Tampa. went to Tampa, and uh, we stayed at the Hotel Haya. And uh, it was a great time. We went to Grand Cathedral Cigars, Angela Yu's new um, cigar lounge shop. It actually you can't even you can't even call it a lounge or a shop. It's so much more than that. For those who haven't been there, it, it's it's hard to describe what that is. It's almost like a cigar stadium of like holiness. You know, it's, it's beautiful so, from what I hear. I haven't I haven't seen it personally, but I've heard amazing things. It's it's huge. It's beautiful and it's huge. Um, we we got the amazing opportunity to hang out with Cynthia Fuente that night. We, we gave her the, the actual check for the fundraiser um, money, as well as a giant check that John had made and overnighted um, to his house in Orlando so that we could present that to her. So it was a great time. There was so much that happened. A lot of eating, a lot of drinking, a lot of smoking. <laughs> the, 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 it, it, I don't even know where to start with that. We 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 covered a lot of bases, but uh, we, we you know we had decided early on we weren't going to TPE, so we said okay, let's do a Florida trip, you know, and we'll go around this time, and then we'll go to we're going to PCA in July, um, that'll be our our trade show, 
Um, and, you know, maybe next year we'll, we'll, we'll go to TPE next year. But for this year, because of the scheduling and stuff we've talked about, we said we're skipping TPE, but let's do a Florida trip. And so, our, and it was our first time traveling, actually, since the pandemic since and all that wow. started. So I know you've been out on the road a little bit, but it's our first time. Um, wasn't bad. We got through it. It was safe. Nothing bad happened. So, yay. Well, Florida, Florida's, uh, Florida's been more, one of the more wide open states. So I'm sure that was nice to see going down there but yeah it, it seemed like you guys achieved a ton last week uh that and it was a lot of fun i mean you just said you met nick Perdomo, terrence riley i mean a tp visit would have done all that too but then you got to go around and see the beautiful state of florida yeah it was nice to, like i had been to florida before but i had only been there like when i was a kid like going to disney and stuff so i never really saw florida um so for me, it was kind of like, like you said, like I kind of got all the corners of the state. You know, I went everywhere. We weren't everywhere. I got to see so much that was just not Disney World. Um, <laughs> and it was all cigar related to it. And there's, out of all the states in the U.S., I mean, Florida is, is, is up there if it's not number one, um, yeah. to, you know, to do cigar stuff. So it, I, it was a very rewarding trip for us. And Nicole, you've been a little quiet. I don't know if you had anything you wanted. To, I know you're doing the show, but if you had anything you wanted to chime <laughs> in on, I didn't want to leave you out. You were there too. You were just as, just as much of a part of it. Well, good thing you went last week before there was a major gas pipeline issue. I know. I got in <laughs> out of there right in time. <laughs> Imagine being there this week with that. <laughs> yeah. It, you know, to be honest with you, it was so difficult to just get a rental car, you know, we, oh, like, I, yeah, they're ridiculous. I've been looking at some for a future trip of mine, and what's normally a $300 week is like a $700 week for yeah. a freaking rental car. It's stupid. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So couple that with, okay, now you have to, like, fight and claw to get a damn rental car, and then you get the rental car, and you go, all right, now you got to go fight and claw to get the gas to drive the damn thing. <sighs> so glad I didn't have to deal with that. Craziness. It's craziness. Mm. But it looked like you guys had a blast, so mm. I'm happy Florida for you. Florida was amazing. Um, and I am just looking at the comments here, and John Carney is in the comments under Smoke and Tobacco. Oh, he is? Yeah. yeah. Hey, John. <laughs> Sorry, I'm still trying to share the show out to where it needs to go. Oh, is he the one that said tons of gas? Tons of gas. I don't have to eat in front of me. We didn't actually use that much gas when we were down. I think we only filled up once. We filled up once in the middle, and then we just topped it off when we returned the car. Um, <laughs> I think that was it. So we we did a lot of driving, but like we didn't we actually didn't use that much gas, which is good. So <laughs> I mean, we were efficient with it, I guess. Um, so I mean, Andy, we've had you on the show before. We've already uh, we've already kind of done our getting to know Andy Yaffe. So I don't want to. Mm-hmm. This is so Andy is like, I think outside of Matt Booth, which. That was because that was a special appearance and Coop, which was a special appearance. I think this is our first repeat guest. Okay. Like our actual like sit down, have a conversation, not like what we did with our anniversary with the other our other two friends came up with us. That was more of a party. But so, Andy, you know, you've like I said, you've been on the show before. You're making your return. You're our first like actual like sit down return guest. Um, I feel so honored. I yeah, really I mean, you know, you volunteered. We had an opening. I didn't even realize that we, we had today open. And then you just jumped right in. I'm available. And I said, done. Right on the air. I, have, I made yeah. that happen like that. I said, there's Andy. He's there. He's ready. <laughs> Put him in. 
we're not we're not messing this one up. So Andy, so in the last year, you know, I think well when you were on last time we you know, we talked a little bit about you, but we talked a little bit about you know how business was going at the time. We were still kind of really in the heat of the pandemic. Now that we're a year removed from that, you know, where's McAuliffe now? You know, I we saw the industry really boom last year. Yeah. With a lot of people being more available to smoke and people were buying more. Um, I kind of blossomed a little bit after, you know, we had talked last. Um, where, where, where's McAuliffe now? And I, where do you guys, where do you guys see yourself going the rest of this year as things kind of seem to get back more to normal? Well, since we were on last, which I think we mentioned was back in like June or July of last year, uh, we, we've done a lot since then. Obviously, uh, at that point in time, we still didn't have a full sales team. Uh, we now, as of last week, actually have a full sales team. So we just hired another uh, sales representative that will take be taken over the Mid-Atlantic. So I'm excited about that. But having boots on the ground, having us all grow up as a brand over the last year has been a wild ride. It's been a lot of fun. Uh, but we're to a point now where, you know, we have these relationships that we've built that we just need to maintain and keep keep growing with by by making good cigars. I mean, the factory this year uh, has grown. We hired we hired a lot of uh, rollers. Like currently, our factory looks completely different than it did about a year ago. Right. Um, you know, hopefully one day very soon we can show you guys uh, virtually and then hopefully in person. But Alan Davis, our um, you know president of the factory and manufacturing has really done a great job at making that become something because I mean, we went from a little room with a few rollers to now it actually looks like a freaking factory. So that's been fantastic. Uh, Dan Thompson, the president and Amanda have done fantastic as well over the last six to eight months. They've really grown uh, just our presence in the market. And yes, COVID could have a little bit to do with that with the consumption being up, but we were, we were able to handle it fan like really well with our videos that we were doing. We're still doing off the record, pretty much three or four uh, Wednesdays a month, uh, which will actually be on uh, in about 45 minutes or so. Amanda is going to be hosting the one tonight. She's got this fantastic program going with the cigar journals, which I know you wanted to speak of, at, speak about at some point tonight. Uh, we can get into that a little bit. Uh, that has been very, very popular for us and getting the word out about not just McAuliffe cigars, but women in the industry. And just it's a guide for beginners in the industry. It's not, I, I mean, there is a little focus on women in there, but if anybody were to pick it up, they would, you know, jump right into it, even if they weren't, you know, if they were a male. But yeah, that, that's been good for us. We just had the McDalia SE come out. Uh, that just came out uh, last month, uh, which is our second special edition cigar that we've released. So and then, you know, we're rolling into the summer where we have uh, a program that we used last year to help retailers really get out of the pandemic and grow with our brand called the Phoenix program. Uh, that's been uh, that's been rolled out again here this month. So. Uh, I know a lot of retailers are excited to take advantage of that again uh, to help grow the McAuliffe presence in their store and to help them, you know, make some extra money on their on their side. So it's just been a wild year. I think since the last time, you know, last time we talked or I was on your show, the A didn't even really exist yet. You've seen what what's gone on with that. The Absolutely. A, the ambassador cigar. 
which has become easily our most popular smoke. I mean, we can't even keep it in stock. Every yeah. time we get a batch in, it goes right out the door. So, um, I mean, where do you want to begin, Matt? I mean, <laughs> it's been there's been so many things. Well, that first we've of all, had since last year, <laughs> I think I, I think I glazed over one of the most important parts because I just it was so much information right out of the gate. Uh, what are you smoking and drinking tonight? Oh man, we just jump back to that. So I am smoking because I cannot get enough of these things. Is that Magdalia Essie? Oh, I haven't gotten one of those I don't yet. Think but you I got, guys have gotten one. I got one of the regular Magdalias myself. But yeah, I don't think I haven't come across those yet. And so I'm the sorry. Magdalia. Oh, go ahead. Sorry. Oh wow. I, I was no, trying to see ahead. how go long on. I could go in the show without talking. But I'm smoking um, the cigar of the month this month. Ooh, the La Crema. It is the cigar of the month. Yeah. That's another program that we've started this year, Matt, is every month we feature a certain blend of ours and we spotlight it on basically all of our shows that we're doing in in the office. We do a Monday show and a Friday show and we spotlight a blend that we're picking that month and we encourage our ambassadors to spotlight it as well with pictures of them smoking it or pairing it with something. And we just put a focus on it. So like she said, La Crema, uh, the experience of La Crema is the blend for the month of May. Um, so I, I love that La Crema. I smoke a bunch of them. I'll be honest with you. My original plan was to smoke that cigar with you tonight. Um, but I, so you and I were texting last night and, uh, or it might've been the night before. I can't remember. It was the last night of the night before. And uh, actually, no, I think it was the night before, because last night I hopped in with the ambassadors on the on their herf. Oh, on the uh, herf. OK. Yeah. But I was I was think I was texting you and I was texting Sam and I was talking to I was having a Magdalia from uh, we have a box of Magdalias here. And I was just like saying, like, man, like I hadn't had one in a long time. And I, I grabbed one. And I lit it up and I was just like, wow. I'm like, you know, I really I really enjoy this cigar a lot more um, then I remember, and I, I seem to enjoy it in such a, like, I was just in, like, this real peaceful setting. It was quiet, it was dark, there was no one around, um, and I was just real comfortable. And, like, I had a cigar, like, and I spent so much time, and I and I think I, I told you this. You know, I spent mm-hmm. so much time, like, socially smoking because I'm either, I'm, I'm, I'm here doing the show, or I'm, in, or I'm in a lounge, or I'm with people, and, like, smoking. I actually don't sit around and smoke by myself a lot, so... I was just kind of in this little Zen moment and that cigar was just kind of hitting me and like hitting my palate like the right way. And it just, it was just, it was a great experience, which is really half of the enjoyment of any cigar anyway. Um, and I think since then I've already, I've already smoked three more and then I, and I was just, I was going to do the La Crema. I, ha, I have, so I have a La Crema here with me ready to go and I have another Magdalia. And I said, I'll go with the Magdalia and I lit up the Magdalia and uh, um, I'm, I, I love it. it. It's a great cigar. Um, that was my first McAuliffe cigar. Oh, really? This That's is your first one? <laughs> Magdalia is what got you. So, I mean, if you were to ask, if you were to ask anybody at the company headquarters or on the sales team what their favorite McAuliffe is, most of them are going to say Magdalia without even hesitation. It's just so, it's just, it's funny to me. It, it is that cigar to me as well that I think has a certain characteristic about it that I don't yeah. find in any other cigar. It's got, and I haven't been able to put my finger on it. I the, the closest I can come to describing it is some sort of like baking spice that I get out of smoking it. Maybe like a s- slight cinnamon or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel you. I'm with and you. it's 
and it's weird because then you'll have somebody tell you tell me that I'm an idiot because they're like, oh, well, you you're you get cinnamon because the band is magenta or whatever, and you're just relating that to it. I'm like, no, there is some sort of some sort of like baking spice characteristic out of it. But yeah, I mean, if you were to ask anybody who is on the McAuliffe team, they're going to tell you the McDowell is probably their their favorite. And I mean, as you as you as you figured out the other day when you smoked it, like it is a fantastic smoke with that special characteristic. And I just don't know any other cigars that are like it. Yeah, it's, it's definitely a unique blend. It's very flavorful. And um, I, I'm with you on the spice. It's 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 got it's got a good amount of spice, not too much and a little bit of strength, but it's not overpowering. It's it's very it's a very medium cigar for me. Um, to me, it's a solid medium, not too much, not too little. It's a sweet spot. It's a, it's a really, it's a really good blend. Um, you know, and it just, it seems to, to mellow and marry all together. You know, when you take those puffs and the smoke comes in and you, and you, and you taste all the, you taste on your palate and it swirls and it mixes it. It's, it's, it's very, it's beautiful. Uh, you know, and that's not to say that all cigars are supposed to be like that or not all of them are, are, you know, some cigars, you know, they taste good, but. You know, it's just sometimes you get a cigar that it's just I don't know how to explain it. It's just it's just dead on, you know, um, and there are good cigars that, you know, are, are like that, too. And there's the cigars that, that don't do it that are still good. But you know, this yeah. one was just this one's kind of special for me, actually. And I'd say out of everything in the McAuliffe catalog that I've had, and I've had almost I think almost all of it. There might be like one or two I haven't hit yet, maybe like from the bold line. Um, but I think this one, this one's really my new favorite. I, 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 like I said, in the last like two days, I've already chain smoked like three of them. Um, you need well, to go out and find one of the SCs. I know, I do. I got to track those down. So I know a few only, spots around here might have it. Yeah, we only made 500 boxes of these, mm-hmm. um, but it is. It takes what you enjoy about the McDalia and increases it. Like the flavor profile on this is like what you love about the McDalia, but more in your face. And that's why I can't get enough of them. But, I mean, that's what you get when you have the smaller Vitola of this one. It's only a 5 by 40 in this stick. Where I don't know if you're smoking the Corona Extra or the uh, the Toro, but it's a much larger stick. Uh, it might be the Toro, yeah. It's the Toro. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's it's one that's on my list. Um I've been trying to. Uh, I, I think I was gonna try and harass Sam and maybe try to extort him for some, uh, but it, but he's too nice and I can't do that to him. I, I can't do that. So I'll, I'll track them down like everybody else because I feel you know, bad. I don't want to take advantage of Sam. Don't feel bad. We all take advantage of Sam. <laughs> <laughs> he's a good dude. What can I say? I feel bad. Um. He is a good dude, but he's 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 easy to take advantage of. Just ask anybody on my sales team. <laughs> so. Um, what, by the way, did, did you tell us what you were drinking? Oh, I'm actually, I'm bearing it up today. I'm Ooh. having a, uh, Lagunitas Waldos. This is one of my favorite beers. It only comes out once a year in the month of April. So I still have some left and I just, I just wanted a beer. It's a triple IPA. That is what I'm drinking. Mm. We're, uh, I, I bring this up if Sam's watched which I, I'm pretty sure he is. Um, he'll appreciate this, and and I know you'll appreciate this too. So I recently kind of gone into tequila, and uh, I'm gonna give Kurt Kendall 724 Twin Smoke Job. I'm gonna give him a shout out because uh, he was an inspiration for me on tequila. Um, and this is one that I actually I, I tried 
at his place, and I actually found a bunch of bottles of last night, and I scooped them up before anyone else could. This is the Corazon Single Barrel Reposado um, aged in W.L. Weller barrels. Now, if you know us, you know that we like bourbon as well. We actually, you know, we are Weller drinkers. Um, so I remember when I first heard about it, it kind of jumped at me, and I was like, oh, well, I like Weller. So um, it's very good. It's very, very smooth, and it's... It's a great sipping tequila. I have to, I have to say this is this is awesome. Do you uh, do you get a bourbon characteristic from it? There's a little bit of a yeah. It's oh, not okay. like it's it's not like it's it doesn't taste it like tastes a bourbon like mix. Tequila because it's tequila. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It well, no, like I mean like bourbon. there's <laughs> what I was what I was. What I was going to get at, what I was going to get at was like, I've had like wines from bourbon barrels and I've had other things that have been in bourbon barrels. So for me, it was like, I remember in those experiences, I picked up a lot of the bourbon in that. Yeah. You'll get the Um, spice. Yeah. In the tequila, it's a little different. Um, You pick it up, but it's, it's more. I would, I would say say it tastes like tequila, but the, the bourbon is on the tongue. Like your tongue yeah. alone, you kind of get that bourbon hit, but the actual you, taste of what you're drinking is tequila. You taste it, but it doesn't overpower the tequila and take away from that experience. I think it's the best more. way to explain it. A little it. bit more. Like, like you know, like I've had, like I've had bourbon, I've had bourbon barrel wines before, and I was like, nah, I can't, I can't do it. Um, it, I've had. It's definitely it on is the tongue for me. Like the, the bourbon. bourbon. Yeah. I've you had, know, like, it is. Go ahead. I was, I was gonna say like I've had like scotches from bourbon barrels and like you know other like things they've 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 done it in in a bourbon barrel and it just feels like you have two competing flavors and for me this tequila like I said you get the you get a solid tequila with just a little hint of that spiciness from the bourbon and it actually marries really nice. It's well, do you know most most scotches are actually aged in used bourbon barrels? Right. Whiskey no, I know because they buy. They don't make their own barrels over there. They buy them right. from from the whiskey manufacturers. But you know, I think it's underrated the pairing of tequila and cigars. And like I you agree. said, you you said Kurt Kendall introduced that to you. He introduced it to me on one of my trips up there last year, where you know we were looking at the bourbon list or whatever, and Kurt's like. Have you ever really appreciated a tequila and a uh, cigar pairing? And a I th- good tequila. <laughs> yeah, no, a yeah. good tequila. And you know, I've I've been to a bunch of different cigar bars all across the country, and no one has as much focus on tequila as Twins does. It's crazy. Like he introduced that to me. He's like, "Oh, here's my tequila list. Try this one with that cigar. Try that one with that cigar." And he even has the cool little tequila flute that he uses uh, to sniff and taste and. Um, it really opened my eyes to pairing tequila with cigars. And honestly, we all get, I, I'm like you, I get caught up in that, that bourbon craze. Cause, you know, it's hard to find or that kind of thing. But I really think I need to step back and try to do more tequila with, with cigars. Yeah. And I, I'm with you on that. And I'm trying to get into the, the tequila game before the tequila game turns into the bourbon game because, uh, I've had a lot of conversations with people who have said, you know, tequila is 
who, you know, and this is all speculation, but I've had a lot of conversations with people who have all said, you know, tequila is going to be the next thing. That's the next thing. Tequila is yeah. going to be the new bourbon. Um, there's been agave shortages and it, that's going to be the thing. And, you know, the demand is going to keep going up. And, you know, I'm starting to discover tequilas and, and fine brands and different añejos and reposados. And um, I think you're right in the supply for tequila versus bourbon. We think the supply for bourbon is small. I mean, I would think tequila would be even smaller, like you said, with the agave shortage and coming from yeah. Mexico. And so if it really did take off, then, yeah, it would be more of a collector thing than bourbon even is. Well, these, yeah. um, these Corazon and the, um, and the Age in the Weller barrels, they only made like 5,000 of them. So they do them in all different types of whiskey barrels, but they're only between 4,000 and like 7,000. Yeah. And they're so once a year. So barrels or bottles? Bottles, bottles of the bottles, tequila okay. in the bourbon barrels. <laughs> so okay. there's another one that Corazon makes um, that's more, even more limited, and it's called their that's their Expressiones line, and it comes in a different bottle. It's a taller, skinnier bottle, and those are actually not all of them. There's, there's like they have a Blanco in that line, but they they have their Reposados and Añejos aged in the bourbon barrels, and they have a George T. Stag barrel. Uh, Thomas H. Handy barrel, the William LaRue Weller barrel, there's a Sazerac wow. Rye barrel, a Buffalo Trace barrel. Um, so, and those are even more rare. I actually have one that I found by chance um, that is a Sazerac Rye barrel. And I haven't opened that one yet, but that one it was a little tricky to come by. I have been wanting to track down the George T. Stag one because... You know, that's that's one of our, as you, as you know, the Stags are one of our favorite bourbons that we have a ton of um, that we because we love it. Uh, I was curious as I started getting tequila. I'm like, I'd love to see how my, you know, my favorite bourbon pairs up with the tequila. Uh, but I haven't been able to find that one yet. So I, I am on the lookout if anyone has one. I'd be willing to uh, I'd be willing to do a trade or some sort of black market deal for that. Um, Kidney. You heard it here. Hit him up. Yeah, you heard it here. I'm, I'm willing. I'm willing. You know. Kidney limb. I, I have a lot of. I have a lot of crazy bourbons. I have a lot of crazy cigars. So you know, you're looking for something crazy, and you have that. You you let me know. We'll make a deal. Um, but yeah, no. So it, it's really cool. You know, just to see, you know, something other than bourbon kind of getting into that same, you know, crafty, different, limited stuff, and, and I enjoy it too. I would highly recommend if you are a bourbon drinker and you're looking to try something tequila related, you should get one of the ones aged in a bourbon barrel because you do have that kind of aftertaste. So it would be familiar. It's a good kind of step in. Nice. Are you guys Mezcal fans at all? I haven't really gone into it yet. Okay. So I'm not ruling it out. Yeah. Yeah. Another one that we picked up that we really liked when we were down in Florida is the um, the Terramana. I believe is the is it is it Terramina Terramana? I think it's Terramana. That's the rocks for, uh the rocks tequila. Oh uh, yeah yeah yeah. We we I'm, had that I'm sure down. I'm Carney's there. all over it. He did when we went out for yeah. for margaritas. He was like, oh, yeah, we he should liked try it. it, but we had been at yeah. the same place and tried it already. It was oh so okay. It was. Good. You just you just know how Carney loves the rock, so. <laughs> Yeah, I, I know that he was excited about it as well. He so actually, funny story, Carney kind of force-fed me uh, margaritas at Corona Cigar uh, a week ago force today. So after our show, you know, we went to Corona, um, and 
we uh, we were doing margaritas. And so it was our first time at Corona. So I was just like taking it in, being like, holy shit. Um, walking around and we, we sat down at the table. We lit up a cigar. He ordered margaritas. I took like a couple of sips. And I'm like, wow, it's good. But then I was like, I wanted to get up and walk around some more because I was still looking at stuff. I was trying to see like everything that... You know, uh, Jeff had in store, like he had a lot of cooler stuff in store than, you know, I, I expected. And I get up, I walk around, I come back like another five minutes later and my drink's gone. And I'm like, what the hell? And he just looks at me, he's like, you were babying that thing. So I downed it and ordered another round. And I'm like, oh, gosh, babied it. I'm like, I got up to look around. I've never been here before. Like, God forbid, you know what I mean? Like, I was like, all right, whatever. So then the second round comes. And, you know, when I drink, you know, I, I drink at like a slower pace because I like to enjoy it. I'm not trying to just get it in the face. Uh, and I was just, you know, I was enjoying it. I was like halfway through and he had already crushed his. And he's like, bro, come on. I'm waiting for you to get to the next round. I'm like, ah, all right. And I just I, I killed that one fast so I could get to the next round. And then the next round came and we were on like round number three. And I was like, I feel like I have to like pick up my pace now because like Carney's trying to go like drink for drink with me right now. So I'm like, OK, we're I guess we're doing this. So I started drinking a little bit heavier. And obviously, John Carney's a big boy. So, I mean, he can put the liquid away even better than I can. So I'm like trying to keep up. And before I knew it, I think like we went into like the fourth round. And I was like, I got to tap out, dude. It's all hitting me at the same time. And I'm just like, I'm all over the place. And if I drink tequila <laughs> too fast, I get I get like a serious headache from it. So oh, it's another reason gross. why I try to drink tequila slow. Um, and I think at that point, the fourth one was there. I started to drink it and I had to slide it over to my liquor disposal over here. And I said, you got to you got to get rid of this. Because <laughs> if I, I was like, if things. I finish the fourth one, like this is not going to be good. And like we have shit to do tomorrow. Did so, you uh, <laughs> did you go to any other Coronas? Did you go to Sand Lake? We, we didn't, didn't get a chance to go to Sand didn't? Lake. OK, uh, we, had, we had something come up. We went but, to Davidoff. We went to the Davidoff in Tampa. Oh, in Tampa. That place yeah. is gorgeous. Yeah, that was beautiful. So we, we saw that one. Um, that was really cool. Yeah, I mean, I was really impressed with Corona. I, I have to I have to give props to Jeff. You know, it's, it's, it's very unique. I mean, there's a lot of lounges. There's a lot of shops. And, uh, you know, as much as we were talking about Grand Cathedral being so unique, you know, so is Corona. Corona was like, it's almost like. You know, like John said, he's like, dude, it's like going to Disneyland. But it is. It, it was like being at like a, like a cigar resort. It was, it was it's so an big. It's experience. It, yeah. it looks like Little out, Havana. And, like it has like yeah. all the, the things built on the inside. It's sort of like being at Disney. I can see that. So, yeah. I, so you guys know this, but some of the viewers might not know this. I grew up in Orlando. So when I first started smoking, right at like 18, 19 years old, Corona wasn't a thing yet. Jeff started with this small store in a Koei and he was more of a subscription business and he would ship out a lot of stuff from the store in a Koei. And then he ended up building that Mecca that is Sand Lake uh, mm -hmm. way back in the day. And I remember the first time I walked in there, they didn't have liquor back then. It was just beer and wine, but he'd have a lot of these like really old fancy wines and nice beers. And he used to actually do Cuban sandwiches too. Uh, which were amazing, and I don't know. I'm sure there's a reason why they stopped with that, but, but the Cuban sandwiches were freaking phenomenal back then. And we would go for lunch and get a Cuban sandwich and a cigar because I went to school at the Rosen School of Hospitality, which was right around the corner from there. Uh, so it became a thing. But yeah, it's he had that, and then he opened up the Lake Mary one, and then the downtown one came third. 
and the downtown one was the one that had the first bar. Ah. So, but the Lake Mary one was where kind of Carney and I would always hang out because we spent a lot of time in the Lake Mary area. <clears throat> but yeah, it's uh, the first time you walked. It, it's so funny because that was what I grew up on with cigar bars. And I was spoiled from the beginning because you saw it. Like the, the Sand Lake one has even more cigars, I believe, than the, than the one downtown. Uh, it's a bigger it's a bigger spot for actual cigars. But I think the bar area, the bar area is bigger at the one downtown, but the cigar area is larger at the one in Sand Lake. And it was just like growing up on that, like, what's next? Like I go to, you know, there's a lot of great cigar shops out there around the country. But I mean, like, it's like, well, I started on Corona. Sometimes I have to bring myself back to reality that that is that is the Mecca that it is. It's it's just a gorgeous, beautiful place um, that to this day, I think, is my favorite cigar place to go to. Uh, it's it's interesting because when when John um, we were at dinner and John had said to me, he goes, yeah, he goes, um, I, I want you to he goes, I want to finish this and do this because I, I want to like walk into Corona with you because I want to see the look on your face when you walk in there for the first time. And That's I looked crazy. at him and I looked at him like, all right, like, whatever, like, yeah, we're going, don't worry. And then I walked in and I was like, holy shit. And, and the just, whole thing's this giant humidor and yeah. cigars as far as your eyes can see. And he like walks in and he turns around and he just looks at me like this. Right? Right? Oh, it's, it's crazy. And I'm like, yeah, I don't have no words for you right now. <laughs> and I don't think the one in Sand Lake, he's got this cabinet too with, with several pre-embargo Cubans. I don't know if he's got that in, our, he in did. downtown. He did. Did he? We saw them. Okay, he yeah. did. Okay. Yeah, he had some cool stuff. Um, like he even had like pre-embargo rums too, yeah. like in a, like in a bottle cabinet. Then he had like the, the, the cabinet, he had like some Opus and stuff and some Davidoff. And then the top he had like pre-embargo Cubans. There was like, I want to say something like Partagas in there. And they were like $400 a stick for like a Corona. Yeah. It was, crazy. was like, crazy. Wow. Um, yeah, just so impressive. It, it, it really is. And then on top of all that, I mean, you, you look at it, the, his liquor selection that he has, and it's like... Oh, it's insane. And the prices are good. Yeah. That's what's like, crazy to me. Every time I go in there, I look at the bourbon prices, and I'm like, man, he could get he could get more money for these bourbons in a place like this, in a location like this. But he's he, he, he doesn't want to rip you off. I mean, it's it's great prices on a lot of... like it's a, I would recommend it if, if someone who's watching is in Orlando... And wants to find some crazy bourbons to try at a reasonable price, go to Corona. Like, he's got them. Yeah. And you're going to be surprised at the price that he has. Like, I know Pappy is overrated or whatever. Some of us think so. But I think he's got all the Pappies there. And, like, none of them are ridiculously priced if you just want to go try them out. When I was in downtown, he had Old Rip 10, which we're not a fan of. We really like the 12. The Lot B12 is, is probably our favorite that we've yeah. had. Um, he had the 23 and even the 23, he was only asking like 140 a glass, which I know how that sounds, but if you know bourbon, I mean, for a 23, a glass at a hundred, it's really, you're usually looking at 200 at most places. Yeah. If not three. Um, so I was like, damn, I'm like, that's really not that the much for what it is. He had a very mm -hmm. extensive scotch menu. Jeff's a big scotch yeah. guy. Yeah. Huge. Very extensive. Scotchman. Well, he's got some like single barrel scotches that he's done for Corona, hasn't he? Yeah. You don't see that very often. 
and bourbons. I don't know which ones it was. Well, bourbons. Yeah. Well, he's yeah. got. Did you meet Tommy over in Tampa? No. He's the manager of the Davidoff in Tampa. He no. uh, he's the main guy with Jeff on picking some of those single barrels, and he just he's one of the most knowledgeable bourbon guys that I know. Like it's ridiculous. If you ever get a chance to meet him and talk to him about bourbon, yeah, uh, he knows everything there is to know about bourbon. And he will, he'll do those barrel picks with Jeff. And I think Angel helps out a little bit with them too, but all of them are top notch. All of them are fantastic. Yeah. It's, we could go on for hours, but I got Nicole over here texting me over and over and over <laughs> again. I'm going to blow her spot up right now. Uh, she wants us to hit the sports and news segments. So, uh, and I know we're short on time with you tonight. So, our news segment is brought to you none other than our friends at McAuliffe Cigars. McAuliffe Cigars, come an ambassador today. Uh, if you have any questions about it, you can ask Andy Yaffe. He is the man I'm to right ask. Here. He's right yeah. here. Um, join the ambassador program. Become an ambassador today. Get your coin and get your tasting passport. Smoke your way through the McAuliffe catalog. And uh, join the tribe, really. That's all I got for you. Join the tribe. Join it's, us. It's, it's, <laughs> it's, a, it's, it's, a, it's an elite group. It's a very exclusive it is. club. It's a lot, and it's a lot of, <laughs> it's a lot of fun as well. Yeah. Like we've 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 gotten uh, like six or seven thousand now ambassadors as part of the uh, tribe, as you guys put it. And we, <laughs> I mean, it's it's great to see the friendships that are that are created between some of these guys and between myself and some of these guys. It's it's phenomenal uh, because we really treat it like a family. We have our Monday show where we talk to the ambassadors about what's going on with McAuliffe this week. And we, you know, care, we, we mention their comments. We, we care about what they have to say. And then we have our Friday show uh, where we, you know, wrap up the week. And in between on Wednesdays, we have the off the record. We have a lot of contests. Like you said, the passport, you smoke through the passport. You can win up to a $250 gift card to a retailer of your choice. I mean, we're getting, we have the bold moment contest where every week we pick we pick the best bold picture uh from the grande bold series and award them with a hundred dollar gift card to their favorite retailer it's just it's crazy and to see what these guys how these guys form bonds and friendships you said you're on the herf last night every i think it's tuesday and i think will bill white does it on friday or saturday as well and these guys just get on and they've become like friends it's it's crazy to me the herfs are always a good time. Um, there's 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 great people on there, and it's a very tight knit group. And yeah, they're always on. They, they even sometimes sometimes they go every night. Uh, there's some weeks they'll, they'll see people on there every night. Orlando Perez. Yeah, he um, does his own thing. He he does a lot of stuff too with them, and he does his own thing. But um, as lot as as much as Orlando has a lot of haters, you know, we love Orlando. You know, Orlando. <laughs> I don't know if you you knew this or not. We always joke about not saying his name. On yeah. any of our podcasts or view or you know video casts because he he loves his name so much Orlando Orlando. Well, we had a virtual event a couple weeks ago where we were raising money for a charity here in Nashville. Uh, mm. The charity was called Second Service Division, and they basically help wounded veterans uh, repair and refurnish their homes if they're unable to do it. Really good cause nice. and. We had $50 samplers, $75 samplers, and $100 samplers. We had five $50 samplers left to sell out for the event. And Orlando called and bought all five. And wow. I was just blown away at his support for that. So I told him, I was like, you earned 
to write Orlando at least for a little bit of time, maybe a month, for me to say your name. So, <laughs> yeah, he's got the honorary right there. It's yeah. pretty special. Orlando's a good guy. You know, at the end of the day, you know, if you know Orlando, he he is a good guy, um, and he's he's a lot of fun. But uh, I guess our our news is going to be fairly quick this week because uh, really I I had it based on just the fact that TPE is going on now. None of us are at TPE. Um, Andy is McAuliffe at TPE. McAuliffe is not at TPE. Um, we made the decision not to uh, not to do the TPE this year. A lot of it had to do with the unknown of actually if it was actually going to happen, right. and it is happening. Obviously, there are several manufacturers out there, but we felt at the time we felt that we had confidence in the show actually happening. We didn't feel like we had enough time to do the show properly um, for our brand. So we decided uh, not this year, um, but we're not saying no to next year if it's uh, moved back to January. So we'll see. We'll see that situation. As you know, we we made the decision to uh, not attend the PCA again this year, uh, more on the fact of taking that money and reinvesting it back into our company so we can build properly. Uh, and that's another thing too, where we're not ever, we're not saying that we'll never go back to PCA and we actually want to get behind PCA more and other avenues of ways to help them with lo- uh, lobbying and, and funding their organization outside of the trade show. We actually will have uh, Glenn loop on off the record in a couple weeks. And we're going to really dive into what the PCA is and what they do for the, for the industry outside of just host a, four-day trade show so we really want our ambassadors to know there are more to the pca than just four days where people are selling cigars to retailers at a trade show um so it is yeah it's just a decision that we've made uh for the for for just us to grow as a company keep doing cool marketing things keep making cool things like the cigar journal and actually have a full sales team representation on the road yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I mean, it's it's one of those things where you just it's. I, I talked to a lot of manufacturers or people or retailers or whoever. It's kind of like a case by case basis. Everyone's got their own position on it, you know. Um, you know, even before the pandemic started, you know, we started to see people pull out a PCA. Um, those people were like, "Wow, we're not going to go to any trade shows because like we're too, you know, we're we're too big for that, and we're, we want to focus on other avenues and." Um, you know, and, and, and I get it, you know, everyone's going to do what they got to do. And it's not, yeah. you know, it's not even like knocking anybody. It's just like, I know this, some people have controversy with it or they take drama with it. That's not, I'm not a part of that, you know, but I know that there was, there's obviously a lot had happened before that. Um, so you, then this happened. So then it really pushed a lot more people to, you know, like, are we going to this one or that one? Are we going to any of them? Are we going to try to go to both? Um, uh, especially when TPE became, so close to PCA, I think you, you find yeah. a lot of people who were like, well, we're only going to do one. So which one do we go to? And I think a lot of people will either pick TPE because they wanted to go to the first one to be done. Or other people were like, well, let's wait for PCA like we did because we were like, well, I don't want to travel there twice within two months. Um, the same kind of same boat. We didn't know what to expect being the first trade show. Not, not the first cigar trade show. The fr- I think it's the first trade show at all in Vegas since I think they were the first allowed trade show to happen. Um, since like the reopening, so to speak. So really, did, yeah. So so didn't really know what to expect. Uh, so we were like, let's let's let TPE happen. 
and see see what goes we'll see on. See what happens. And then we'll know what to expect for July. Um, I, I'll tell I, you. I'll I'll tell you what I've I've been asking. You know, obviously when I go make my rounds, I ask retailers. You know, if they're going to go to PCA or not. There's a lot of interest in this year's PCA, at least from what the retailers are telling me, mm-hmm. on actually going and seeing how they've recovered. I guess since not having one last year. So, yeah. I'm 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 very optimistic, positively optimistic that the PCA will be successful this year. Uh, yeah. Just talking to people about it. So, uh, but we'll see. I mean, we'll see how it goes. Uh, everybody, everybody is kind of like in that same mode of we'll see. Yeah, that's really all you can do at this point. You know, I know. T- I think today was day one. You know, I watched everyone yesterday. You know, post that they were all traveling They're out to Vegas, traveling. and it was just a advertisement to I'm going to TPE yesterday, and um, you know, it was cool to see everyone traveling and getting together as well as everyone trying to partake in William Cooper's uh, airport photo challenge, um, which I, <laughs> I, I failed with going to Florida, but I just, I, I wasn't really uh, prepared for that. I was, I had too many other things I was just so focused on and I got a little shit for it, but I told Coop, I said, when we go to T, when we go to PCA in, in July, I'll be on my game. I'm, I'm coming for that. So um, you can expect some, some cool William Cooper airport selfie tra- traveling challenge, whatever, whatever it is he does. Uh, yeah. Uh, we'll, we'll step up our game for that one. Um, I also want to hit before we lose you, because um, I know you uh, you probably have uh, you probably have things to say. And Carney's not here to to run the narrative for the most part. Uh, that's our sports segment, which is brought to you by Nova Cigar. Nova Cigar make Nova big. If you head over to novacigar.com, use our discount code SMKTAB15 to save 15% off your order. Um, I'm a little out of the sports loop this week. I'll be honest with you, just because you know, like I said, I was traveling and just kind of getting settled and then, you know, just, it's been crazy the last like week and a half. Um, but you know, we just, we ended the NFL draft. I think we already kind of covered that. Uh, the NBA and the NHL are going to be heading into the playoffs. playoffs. Um, well, today, Matt, the NFL, uh, I believe in about five, six minutes. Yeah. They're going to release the schedule yep. Yep. for this yeah. year, which I'm excited. I'm a, uh, season ticket holder for the Cowboys. So little known, little known fact about me. Sorry to hear that. Um, I'm excited about the schedule because that means that I can start reselling some of these tickets and making making a little money off of them, which is the main reason I got the tickets to begin with. I knew I wasn't going to be able to go to all the games. Right. But the resale value on people wanting to go to that stadium is real. Oh, yeah. uh, so the schedule comes out today. Tomorrow I can list my my tickets and we'll see what happens, but I'm excited anyways. I mean, NFL, obviously it's one of my favorite sports, NFL and NBA are my two, uh, two favorite pro leagues and the NFL. I'm excited to see fans in the stadiums again. Mm. That's what I want to see because that just, it, you know, the, the broadcast channels did very good last year at creating some sort of atmosphere to watch these games Right. But still, without the fan crowd noise, you, it you just felt like something was missing until the playoffs. And then we had a few a few stadiums that were like what thirty percent or fifty percent. It's still still nowhere near the norm. Right. And I miss yeah. that. Yeah, and I remember like when the NBA season started again, and uh, I remember Carney was really happy with the way they kind of they did their television broadcast with the arenas and the whole Disney bubble thing and. He really liked the experience uh, and the way that they kind of put that together. I know that was a topic of conversation, but 
nothing really as good as that was. I, I feel like you know, you're right. Like nothing replaces like a full stadium with fans and the whole energy. And I think that it, I think it makes a difference. I mean, especially when you're you're in your home stadium, that whole home field advantage aspect, I think, is a real real thing. Um, oh, absolutely. And I think that there's nothing for a player who's competing better than you know you walk out into your field and all your fans are there and it's loud and you get that energy. And I can just imagine what these guys must have felt like running out on the field and like, there's no one there. And it's like, you know, you walk out and it's just quiet and you're like, That'd I mean, it's scary. Yeah. You know, and, and you know, it's through no fault of your own. It's not like, well, no one comes to our games. It's like, well, no one can come. So it, it you know, there's no one there and it's gotta be an odd feeling. So to, to get back to that is even to, you know, for them, but even to watch. Yeah. I, I totally feel you on that one. Um, the only bit of baseball news that I have, if we talk about baseball, um, the Oakland A's have just been granted. I think this came today. Um, Major League Baseball has just granted them permission to relocate officially. Oh wow! Well, one of the um, cities they're talking about is Nashville. Nashville and Las Vegas. They've considered following the Raiders over there. Because um, hmm. I guess it's going to cost uh, between uh, like I think it's going to be works out to be a little like 50, 50, 50, 60, 40. Uh, you know, a private as well as city funding of a new stadium. It's going to be like around like, I want to say like a billion, probably like nine, nine, I think it was like 900 million to a billion dollars it would take to build a stadium and then also kind of do some city improvements to to make that work, you know, roads and highways and shit like that. Um, and so the city of Oakland, I guess, hasn't really been jumping on with which, them. So Which really, really sucks for their fans. Yeah, it does. You know, the city of Oakland who lost the Raiders and I, one of my best friends lives in Oakland. So I've talked to him about, you know, how the city feels about it. The city was, I mean, the people of the city were pissed. Oh yeah. Raiders left. And now they might lose their A's as well. And they lost the uh, belief, you know, remember this, the warriors moved to the other side. Yeah, they They did. They moved over to San Fran. So you're talking within the, the span of three years, losing all three of your pro sport teams, that's brutal. That sucks. I feel for them. It really does. I mean, it sucks when one leaves. I mean, look at St. Louis. They lost the Rams like overnight. You know, I remember yeah. when that happened, they went back to LA. It was like, oh, where the Rams go? <laughs> it's like, that sucks. Yeah, but but imagine um, if they lost the Rams, the Cardinals, and the Blues in oh, three yeah. years. Oh, <laughs> yeah. That's 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 all. I feel for them. I feel yeah, for them. That that's that's gotta hurt. I mean, you, you have nothing left at that point. Um, you know, if, if I I know that there's a lot of West Coast. You know, they talked about Portland. They talked about San Jose. I think the biggest one is Las Vegas for them. So they would all stay on the American League West. They go to Nashville. Now you're talking about you know like AL East, AL Central. How does that shake things up? Um, yeah. you got, you got the Rays who are like, well, we want to play half our home season in, in Montreal. Um, and then we'll play half in Florida. So they, they still got that whole thing that they're tinkering with. Uh, and, I th- and right now I think, I think the Toronto blue Jays are playing out of Buffalo, New York right now, if I'm not mistaken, cause just cause of Corona reasons, but with the international, yeah, they, travel. Can't, they can't go back and forth. Yeah. So I think Toronto's playing within the United States just to, you know, for the ease of what's going on. But Tampa before that was like, yeah, we want to do like half it in Tampa and half of it in Montreal. And they're like, what? How do you how do you do that? Like, what are what are is hockey? What is hockey doing? Don't they have like two different leagues going on, kind of sorta? 
They got a league in Canada and a league in America. Oh, or in the US. I, don't, I don't know what they're doing with that. Like, there's a lot more they, teams in Canada for hockey. Yeah, and they can't travel back and forth. So, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know either. But it's it's definitely a different world. I, I'm, I'm going to assume maybe by next year, I think all of the sports leagues should be kind of in where they're normally supposed to be and what they're doing. Um, but it is certainly strange. Um, I know we're running out of time. And I know that the uh, off the record starting like now, so I know you. I know you're gonna have to run. So uh, I want to wrap up with you. Um, you want to? You want to? You want to do like ten to fifteen more with me? Do Do, do you have the time? I don't want to. Yeah. Yeah. Let's do it. I don't want to get you in trouble with the Brass and McAuliffe. I, I know they're <laughs> they're a tough team. <laughs> All I can say is anybody who's watching, try to watch both programs. And tell us about that program. I do want to hear what's going yeah. on with Amanda tonight. Just for people, if you're looking for something to watch when we wrap up, what's going on? Yeah. So she is once a month highlighting women of the cigar industry. And tonight uh, she is highlighting with uh, Mr. Jason Robnett, Marjorie Patel, who runs Mayan Imports in New Orleans. Um, she's been in the industry for several years. And she is the she is the woman of highlight tonight. Um, so what she's been doing, what Amanda's been doing is basically the first off the record of the month with the exception last week, we didn't do one last week because of Cinco de Mayo. We wanted, you know, everybody to enjoy their, their Cinco de Mayo festivities. Uh, but every other month, I believe the first Wednesday of the month, she's focusing on some, uh, on a woman of the industry, someone who has influenced the industry as a as a woman, and that's you know that's kind of the movement that McAuliffe has had this year with the Cigar Journal, with the Medallia SE. It's it's highlighting strong women, you know, of the cigar industry and of any industry. Oh, yeah. um, we just want we just want to recognize those individuals, those women, and it's been it's been very good for us. Absolutely, that's cool. So um, you guys, and I know you were. You were on one of the shows. I was just gonna say that. Yeah, she was. Yeah. she was part of a women's panel actually not too long ago with Amanda. Yeah, for um, International Women's Month, I believe. It was like that month. Yes. <laughs> yeah. The panel. Yeah, it was. It, it was Amanda. You. Um, Connie from AME. Uh, I believe Cecilia was on there. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I, I feel bad because I cannot remember her name, but she's a very talented artist, street artist. But I, can't I forget her name too, and it's gonna bug it's me. gonna bother me now too. But it was a great. They were a good group. Um, and it was fun, and yeah, um, Calip has really stood by their commitment to kind of honor women, which I like. It's not just been one thing; it's been many things, and it keeps on going. So. Yeah. Yeah. And it hasn't been just McAuliffe either. I mean, I have to say, while we're on the subject, you know, there's been a lot of, um, you know, whether it's brands or retailers or people in the media just kind of all over the industry who've who've really taken into embracing more women in the industry um yeah. i mean look at you know you have you have some you have amanda and McAuliffe. um you know you have you cynthia, have someone, fuente. cynthia fuente who's you know like she's been queen. extremely involved <laughs> lately yeah very yeah i mean you have you know our friend you know leo uh, mm-hmm. who's over run nova cigar right now um there's Laurel Tilly. And, you know, you see, you, yeah, yeah, Laurel so Tilly. I mean, you have, you have a lot more women, you have a lot more oh. women in who are who are reps now 
Um, I know Kristoff mm-hmm. just just grabbed uh, someone from around here who we who we know, and, and she's now a rep with Kristoff. Uh, her name is Heather. Um, you know, you're seeing more women in, in lounges, um, not just like being like waitresses or whatever, but actually like working the cigars and like knowing the cigars and like helping customers, you know, with that information, educating them and, and being more involved with that. So you're seeing more of them kind of break into the industry. So it's not so it's not as one sided as it was and kind of like a like a like a the cigar cigar game is not really like a man's game anymore. It's really starting to kind of kind of balance itself back the other way, um, which is really interesting, you know, and it's, it's nice, yeah. you know, to have, you know, like Nicole here, you know, with me and it's, it's special. <laughs> Smoking Nicole. Yeah, I mean, I have to say, I think, I think we are one of the only couples who actually even do a show together. There might be, there might be a couple others. I can't remember. I, I, I think of a few, but you guys have come such a long way in such a short period of time that it's, it's very impressive, and it's, it's a situation too, like you said, a couple thing, like. Watching the show without Nicole on it would be weird, and watching the show without Matt on it would be weird. It's like you guys, you guys do this together, and you do a fantastic job. But I, yeah. I mean, last week I wasn't on. I, I was so tired all day long. We had been. It was weird. It was weird. I was. Yeah. Well, it was weird. I just was looking at Matt and Carney the whole time. Yeah. <laughs> it was different. It was definitely a different format. Um, but you know, and I've never missed an episode. I think I'm the only one that's actually been on every single episode so far. I, I haven't yet had a situation where I'm like, all right, you guys have to do a show without me. Cause like my hands are tied. I've always been able to make it work. I'm, I'm sure the day will come. It's inevitable where Here, I'll, I'll volunteer. If you have to miss one, me and you, Nicole, will do it together. Okay. That's, that's fine with <laughs> me. That's fine with me. <laughs> if something comes up, whether I'm like deathly sick or like I'm otherwise located for whatever reason, um something comes up at work that's like i I just i can't be here yeah i mean you guys want to hop on and do a show i would man i know you can i mean you run the broadcast anyway so i mean there's that and that's that's i don't know if anyone would want to listen to me for an hour but we can try you with (laughs) if you were with andy and carney you'd be fine yeah that would be funny it would be it would be Andy and Carney going at it, and then it would be you trying to like mediate, like okay, guys, we have to stay on task. <laughs> I'd be just trying to get a word in with Carney. No, it's fine. We're like John, can I, can I say something? Can I, oh yeah, can I? yeah. But no, I, I, I it, you know, we've never really had a plan in place because you know we've we've always been able to just kind of wing things. But I mean, it, now that it comes up, I think we'd be fine. There's plenty that we could do. There's plenty of people around who could step in and fill my spot. And of course, Andy is one of them. Yes. Mm. <clears throat> Sorry, I'm just continuing to sip on this tequila, and it's it's so good. I love this a lot. Real smooth, real flavorful. You want some more? Yeah, she wants some more. Hey. <laughs> Hold, on. Hold on. Are there Are going there... to be McAuliffe Rocks glasses eventually? Ooh. Is that going to be a thing? So believe it or not, we had. Uh, we had some rocks glasses for our cigars and spirits event. What was that? Almost two years ago now was the last time that we did it. And they had a McAuliffe rocks glass for that event. As far as having them um, all the time available. I, yeah, I, I don't know. I I've, I've kind of pushed for a McAuliffe Glen Karen glass. Yeah. I think that would be kind of cool and different. There's a lot of other companies that have rocks glasses 
or pint glasses available. I haven't seen one do a Glencairn glass yet, but I never say never. I mean, we do have some really cool swag items that are coming soon. Uh, none of them are rocks glasses, but uh, Can you keep your eyes peeled. We have some. Or what categories? Um, what do you something know? you would put something you would put cigars in. Oh, okay. You have, you have, you have a, I don't seem excited, but that's. Not... Do you have? I'm do you sure have? Do you have a? Do you have a Macallif humidor coming, or even possibly like one of those like little three finger sleeves? No, I don't think a three finger three finger sleeve, but we could. We may or may not have some cool humidors coming. With all these hardcore Macallif lovers, they need a big, large humidor to put all of their Macallif in. Yeah, people like Orlando, are, Bruce Stark, you know, they'll eat that up. We, we are doing a Winador promotion currently. Uh, mm. It's not a branded Winador, but it is a really cool 150-count Winador uh, that you will start seeing turn up at some events here and there. Okay. So that is that is a promotion that we have coming soon. Uh, and then, like I said, there's some other cool things that are coming um, in the very near future. That I think will be pretty. The ambassadors will definitely get excited about it. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah. I always like when companies do cool special projects. Well, we also like that. collect, you know, rocks and whatever whiskey glasses we can find from cigar companies. We have, ooh, we have like six different brands right now, which isn't a lot. Of I rocks guess. glasses. Yeah. yeah. We have like six pairs. Yeah. Well, we have, well we have like we got like. Yeah, five saying... opus ones we have like two ashton ones we got like two jc new uh, diamond crown ones yep. which are really cool we have what else do we have ones. we have our personalized ones um i feel like there's i know we have same. more i just can't I think of them I, oh we have undercrown ones yep we have undercrown rocks we have undercrown ones um yeah we like it, we, we, we love need all that shit though one. we're demanding it yeah we put that into work you might be able to get a one-off <laughs> if, if anything can i can i harass sam about that like sam can you make this yes yeah, you can harass sam about anything <laughs> <laughs> sam andy told me that i could get a specially ordered mcauliffe uh glass set he said you you could deal with it <laughs> you'd make it happen <laughs> and andy said just ask sam he'll make it happen so yeah let's throw that out there <laughs> well <laughs> Well, guys, my uh, my thing's about to die, so um, okay. my iPad. <laughs> unless you want me to join on another device, but I think um, no. I think uh, I've gone ten minutes into Amanda's show, so I should yeah. probably be respectful. I don't want to keep I don't want to keep it too long, Andy. So and for uh, everyone watching, please check out Off the Record. Go over to yes. the McAuliffe page. Check it out. Check out Amanda. Great show. Yeah, absolutely. Um, don't miss that show. Guys, thank you for watching with us. Andy, thanks for coming on again, buddy. Um, oh, my pleasure. When it, I'm looking forward to that show where me and Nicole host, and you take the day off. Someday, <laughs> it'll happen. I'll figure it out. You know, maybe one of these days, I'll just make it happen. I'm like, you know what? I'm setting this one out. It's it's Andy and Nicole. You guys oh, figure it out. No, no Carney. It'll just be me and you, Andy. <laughs> absolutely. I like All right. it. All right, guys, we're going to sign off. But, hey, thank you for watching. Don't forget to like and subscribe on YouTube, on our YouTube channel. And we'll see you next week. Take care, guys. Bye.